Welcome to the Random Tea American Gods podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season two, episode five, The Ways of the Dead. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Yeah. Holy balls. Tiger balls. Tiger balls. I don't, I not understand that reference. Do not understand the Tiger balls reference. No. I will tell you the Tiger balls story off air. Just in, case just in case somebody actually included in the show okay because you can spoil me but don't spoil everybody else potentially it's, it's fine it's just a story that a nazi tells okay um and it's a fucking good one apologies for my voice i have caught cotton the the con crud do not apologize for art thank you i am a walking shit post right now because i'm on nyquil so this is guns to be fun because i'm on water yeah so like I did woo! not catch the con crud. Thank God. Please don't catch anything for me. Um I'm gonna do my best. So we just got back from 221B Con. Yeet. And um so there's that. It was awesome. It was. It's always awesome. That's true. We played D and D. We did. We guns to do it again. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So So yeah. Uh so yeah, episode two. No. No, season, season two. two. I'm looking at the number two. S2E5. S2E5. Um, it was an episode. Um, I wasn't Lola. There's a, of course, she had to wait until we were recording to be like, I would like to loudly get water. She was thirsty. Um, I wasn't, I didn't not like the episode. It just wasn't, didn't blow me away. We got a little bit of a Nazi's monologuing yeah it felt more like i don't know because it it absolutely was commentary and i feel that it was good commentary but also like kind of light on actual story yeah but yet i do feel like this made me uncomfortable and it was supposed to it was supposed to make people like you and i uncomfortable right people like you and i being we white we yeah we real white yeah and we southern white girls so Yeah, Uh, we'll get to that email later. Um, So, yeah, but it was supposed to, and it should. It absolutely should have. Um, But for me, it was just a little light on story, yeah. As far as furthering the plot, uh, I agree. It did feel a little light on that. And to to have so few episodes to work with. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think it backed up the story of Baron Samedi a little bit. yeah. Um, if any, any episode you're going to add all of that commentary into, this was a good one to do so. Yeah. Um, it felt like it came full circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of talk about death. So much. So much. Um, and there was, um, I'm saying, um, way too much jackal. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, cause you were talking about, you saw that there's a lot of, a lot of Doberman in this. I was like, yeah, yeah that's, I'm assuming. I, th- I'm not, I assumed that was him. My takeaway is that it's jackal. Yeah. Because uh, isn't he the one who, when they weigh the heart? Mm-hmm. Okay. Anubis, yeah. Okay. So, I thought so. Because I've been wondering where he was. Because mm-hmm. we came back Me to too. Cairo. And I was and like, all we've had but is Jack Ibis. supposed yeah. to be here. Yeah. I, I miss them together. And they did actually finally mention him. Yes, they finally did. And, yeah. I, and I like the two of them together as actors. I do too. So. Um... So you ready to get in a writer, director, all that crap? Yeah, we've got emails from both last weekend, this week, but it's all kind of mixed up together, so we'll deal with that later. Okay. Um, you're going to really like because this director. Because a lot of that stuff does not yeah. 
coincide with this. The two episodes do not. Never the twain shall never meet. Never the twain shall meet. Yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. All right. Okay. Get, do it. You're Sally Richardson Whitfield. Not only is it a woman of color, but it's Allison from Eureka. Who? She's the director. The director? Uh-huh. Allison. Uh-huh. As in the director of This Eureka, episode. Of the director of Eureka. No, the director of The Ways of But the, she was the yes. director of, of... No, she was the character Allison in Eureka. Character Al... Yes. yes. Allison, who was the director... She was the director... Wait. <sighs> Hold on. I thought... Was she not the, oh, you mean like director of the, director the, si- of of the smart the, people of the episode of the show? Why of did the I, I thought she was? I thought she was another um, sheriff or something. I've never no, watched okay, it, so I don't on. know what's happening. And, oh, I'm thinking the wrong character then. I don't know. I could be wrong. Who the fuck do I know? I've never watched it. You know who Allison yes, is? Yes, Allison is. She was the head dude in charge of okay of Eureka for a while. Okay, you met that director. We were yeah. having a who's on first conversation. Yeah, because apparently you've never watched Eureka, which oh. kills me. Yeah. So, yeah. It kills the man. It kills the man. Kills. So I was excited because that is, this that, is our okay. third female nice. director in a row, woman of color, and it was written by a man of color, Ronnie Barnes. Of course it was. So, like. Awesome. I feel like it wasn't white splaining. Where it was like, oh, hi. We're no, gonna, no. We're no. going to talk about race from white people perspective. And it's like, yeah. are you though? Yeah. So, yeah, this was this was good. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Jones would never let that happen. No. And that's Thank not, goodness. And I'm glad for I want that. I mean, that's not to say that, like, white people can't write and direct this stuff. But also, but like. But also they can't. Well, and we've had that for years. Yeah. We had Spielberg doing Amistad. We well, had, like. Yeah. So this is nice. I was very happy to see this. Because, well, the thing is, we can't tell their stories. No. No. And nobody wants that from our perspective. So. So, yeah. Um, so we start off and. Wait, um, who was the writer? Uh, Rodney Barnes. Do we know him from anything else? He's done stuff. Okay. Stuff and things. Stuff He's and got things? producing stuff. Gotcha. So, but, yeah, this is gotcha. the. Gotcha. Um, Miss Lenny's crew and stuff like that. So uh, I was excited to see this. Okay. Um, so we start off with terribleness. And uh, this dude in um, old timey times um, is walking his dogs and he finds a dead lady. And they keep the camera far away. Can, can, can we back up for a second? Okay. Sally Richardson also did the voice of Elisa Meza on Gargoyles. Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up, which is how I learned how to say a Nancy wrong. And it's a Nancy. Oh, see, yeah. we've just come full circle. That's, that's, full she, fucking circle. She does the voice. Alisa Maza. I love her Alisa so Maza. much. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, but I, that was really important. You had to that was that. relevant to my interest. You got me and I got you, babe. Yay. I got you, babe. Okay. So, yeah, there's a walk the dog and there's a woman lying dead there. Yeah. And then what happens? We see a lynching. And it is and, bad and terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it's see, uncomfortable. That, I think I think this is something that you need to see it. It's kind of like going to see the Holocaust Museum. It makes it more real because we're so far removed from it, although we live in the we live in the south. It's one thing to hear about it. We've also, we've experienced white privilege. Too yeah. It's to one thing it. to hear about it and be like, oh man, that sucks. It's another thing to see it. And I know it's not experiencing it, but it takes, 
it just kind of takes you to another step of understanding going, holy fuck. It's like going to visit the Civil Rights Museum downtown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's not a pleasant day. No, it's not. And why they take schools on field trips there. And I'm like, oh, wow. Have Klonopin when you get back. It's it's an experience. It is. But, I mean, we'll never. It's necessary, though. But I I don't want to forget. Yeah. This is. Yeah. This happened. It's real. And and these people live this life every single day. It's kind of like. And are still living it. Emmett Till's mom. He was the little boy killed in Mississippi. Okay. Um, his mother had an open casket. And because she was, he was from Chicago mm-hmm. and he was visiting and then he got killed because he supposedly whistled at a white woman. Like, you know, even if he did like horror of horrors. Um, and his mom had an open casket. And he was beaten to a pulp. Mm. And when asked about it, she was like, people need to see this. People need to know. And it yeah. was, it was kind of a, a lightning rod. And of course, you know, it didn't, it, it didn't change everything overnight, but well, no. we need to look at uncomfortable things and think about why they make us uncomfortable. Cause we can't just ignore it. Yeah. In, in mine and yours daily lives, we can, I'm not saying we do, we can ignore it. Yeah. We have that privilege. Yes. To be able to ignore it. Yes. And, um, to be like, I don't want to think about that today. No. And we can go out into public and it's not something that we have to deal with day after day yeah. after day. Yeah. Or think about. But yeah. um, it's good to be reminded that it is still real. Yep. And it still happens and that we should continue to do what we can. Yeah. To change that. Yeah. Have we... Have we belabored it a little bit because this whole bit. episode we're it's just going to keep going um so yeah it's it's really brutal and it's not just a hanging it's and there is a difference between a lynching and a hanging absolutely it's two totally different things um a hanging is just yeah, a person is hanging mm-hmm. a lynching is very destruction di- it's it's just destruction it's, and it's it's um it's reveling in disrespectful is not the word I'm looking for. It's stronger than that. What's yeah. the word I'm looking for? It's defiling. Yeah. Is that the word yeah. I'm looking for? It is. It's defiling a person. Yeah. It's reveling. And their humanity. And you see, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure if you see it this or you see it more later. Um, I think yeah, you just we see, get it in and out through the whole episode. I think you just get flashes of it, but like the white people that are participating in this are reveling in it. Oh, yeah. And he is drugged. He is shot. He is, He's you know. He's beaten. It's terrible. Um, and so you see him fall to the ground, and he's shot repeatedly, and then Shadow wakes up. And with a uh, bast um, nearby. And Talk about uncomfortable. I know, right? Like, hey, cat, we fucked. Um, and so Shadow uh, sees himself in the mirror, and he gets this flash. In a towel. Yeah. Don't forget the towel. In the towel. In the t- Hey, boo. I know they just did that to show us the gunshot wounds, but thank you. But, um, we appreciate that. Um, and so he, uh, it's it's almost like, uh, we know he's Will. We call, he's Will later. Um, he, uh, he gets a flash of Will and he get he's, he, uh, sees his, his, um, injuries. And he starts, pick, wounds, yeah. he starts picking up the straight razor and he's going to like put no, it think, to, to his throat. The razor's first and then. Oh, the razor's first yeah, and the then razor's we see. first and then we see what he sees. Yeah. And like his head is on fire and you're it's like. It's like crazy. Why is his head on fire? 
and he drops it just in time, but like then Will actually appears behind him and uh, whispers memento mori. Which means what? Remember you will die. Remember you will die. We Good job. That went up. It's also the name of the gift shop to the Haunted Mansion in Disney World. Which is Johnny's very specific kink. It's my brand. Yeah, it, uh, as I drink from. As you drink from a Haunted Mansion tea mug thing. It holds liquid. I have tea. So that was. Ooh, started off with a bang. Yeah, it was just like, all right. Um, and then we see Wednesday uh, just pissing. Okay. On this plant, this baby tiny plant. So you and I have a problem with this plant. Yes. Because you want to assume it's the plant that the infree, infree? The gin. The gin? Um, in in, 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 yeah, words I can't speak. Anyway, the, the gin received in the, in the last episode, but he hasn't run into him yet. Yeah. So how could he have gotten it yet? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so my other question to you was, cause he does call it Yggdrasil. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is the world tree. And then I'm like, okay, but are there two tiny plant sprigs? Why are they both important? I'm so confused. Because he was in the, in the handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Um, but he hasn't run into yeah. the Jin yet. We see them meet up later and they obviously have, cause he, that's when they give him Grimnir. Yeah. So I don't so, fucking know. Bad editing? I, I maybe. The story's out of order? Maybe. I, I don't just, know. Maybe they're showing it out of order because it goes back and forth. I mean, Ma- it, that no, because w- Wednesday leaves right after this conversation. Wednesday yeah. leaves yeah, to go meet right. with the Jin to get Grimnir. So I, possibly at this point there are two plants hanging maybe? around. Maybe. I don't know. Wait and see. Yeah. Um, that plant is a plot yeah. device. It's a plot plant. Plot plant. Oh, honey. You love me. You're yeah, welcome. Just do not make me suspend friendship. Ten minutes. Ten seconds. Okay. Okay. Um, so Wednesday pisses on it, and it's... He pisses on a lot. We see a lot of it. and There's um, a lot of pissing going on, but no peen. Yeah. There no pain. And Chad was like, um, did you just do what I thought you did? And he was like, oh, no. That is the world that, tree. Wha- Don't be disgusting. No, that's terrible. Like, Wednesday, you're such an asshole. He is. Um, and he tells Shadow that he's got, like, shit to do. And when Shadow's like, where are we going? He's like, we're not going anywhere, boo. Um, and he says that he could he could do well to stay with uh, Ibis and who can teach him the ways of the dead. Dun, dun, dun. And, um... Ibis is like, well, you know, people are dead more than they're alive, which he's not wrong. More as in longer. Yeah, longer. I'm like, you're right. Um, and so Wednesday leaves, and Ibis asks Shadow if he's comfortable sleeping beneath so, the same roof. So Shadow slept here multiple nights, and we're just now asking this question. I think Ibis. Just- I think Ibis knows what the fuck is up. Just like after the after the bast weird thing, he's like, sleep well. Yeah, and then... I think I think Ibis is fucking with him. Well, and then Shadow comes back with as long as they stay dead. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you mean like your wife didn't do? Or maybe it's only been two nights. I don't know. doesn't matter. Still. 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 Yeah, I think you would have asked that the first day yeah. there. Yeah. Um. So we go to Mad Sweeney. Oh, God. Who is so drunk. My poor, poor, tall baby. Um, was... I thought... I took that to be a saint. Because he calls him Francie. So I took that to be St. Francis. 
I could be completely wrong. I mean, it's New Orleans. There's no telling which saint it is. Um, it kind of looked a little Jesus-y. I mean, yeah. But, but he was know. wearing, like, it, it looked like Franciscan robes. And I, I almost I could swear it had a tonsure. So do that, not even pretend to be Catholic or have ever been. So yeah. I, I don't know. I thought but, he had a tonsure. I could be wrong. Though. But having uh, lived there, yeah. it could be any variety of saints. Yeah. Um, and so he passes out. Almost. Not quite full Kinda. pass out. And uh, Laura kicks him awake. And at first he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, Jude. fuck, it's you. Jude. Calls her Jude. Calls her Jude. Um, and he's like, ah, fuck, it's you. Um, and he's like, you uh, you look less dead. And uh, she's like, yeah. Okay, don't do not do the whole I told you so thing. And of course. But of course he, he does. He does do the told you so thing. Because um, she. And I will say, like, Wednesday didn't fucking lie. He no. never said he was fixing her completely. No. He just said he was going to recharge her battery. Correct. And he did. But it's all temporary. Um, and so uh, he tells her, like, basically he confirms that the further away from her he gets, the worse his luck is. And that he had a hell of a time getting here. Um, and so... Because uh, he, he he stole the boat. Yep. Which sank. And then he oh, hitchhiked. So much. And, like, his face is bloody. Yeah. Yeah. Him looking rough. Um, and so they wander around and they find there's this uh, street drummer. And he... They're everywhere. Yeah, he tips him a one of his coins, um, not the coin, but one of his a hoard. Um, and they go into this club, and uh, Maman Brigitte is how she's credited. She's uh, tells him immediately to get her get Laura out of there, um, and she it's she recognizes her for what she is like immediately. Um, and then Baron Samiti comes over and, um, they clearly know each other. Sweeney knows them and Sweeney says he's there for a parlay and he wants to know if, uh, Brigitte can help Laura and, uh, Samiti says that, uh, they can enjoy the chef's table after closing. She is, by the way, the, uh, um, Iowa, Madame Brigitte is... Oh. I'm reading about her right now. Oh, cool. My mom, Brigitte, is, in fact, the death, uh, what she call Loa? her? And the consort of Baron Samiti. Oh, okay. So they're... they're That's his... canon? Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> For like, uh, not that this, was, this wasn't in the book or anything canon, but it's um, Haitian voodoo canon? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to tag that, <laughs> tag my spoilers. So, because we looked up him yeah. while we were watching it, yeah, um, we I didn't bother to look up her, but she isn't, and we that yeah. was we figured she it's, she's the one, yeah. Um, so we go to uh, Salim and the Jen who are waiting uh, for uh, for Wednesday, who's late, and Salim thanks Allah for his meal, and the Jen is continuously amused because they they've talked about this before, they brought this up before, Salim. Still, still prays. He's still, he, he's a practicing Muslim. And, um, the djinn's like, he don't just play. What's going on? And, uh, he says, well, don't you believe? And, um, he's like, well, I was born before all that. But like when Muhammad came and we got the, you know, those teachings, we were given a, um, you know, convert or be heretics, heretic demon. That's what he chose. Um, Fuck yeah. And he's kind of, 
the Jin is kind of like frustrated with the fact that like he's like after everything you've seen, you still think your God is the one true God. And Salim's like, yeah, that's the first tenant of Islam. Um, and Wednesday shows up and is terrible. Um, and uh, they're going to see. So if they just now met up. Yeah. How did he how have did the, he have the plan? Yeah. Unless it's another plant. But what the, the plant fuck? was planted. The plant was a plant. It was a plot plant. It was a plot plant. Oh, I'm just going to keep harping that one. Okay, so they're going to go meet with... The King of the Dwarves. Yeah, and all I can think is Gimli. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Real close. And so, God, they go in to... Um, they go to get in the car. Well, at the very end. Um, but, like, Wednesday... there's a whole conversation. Because Wednesday goes to, like, I think, buy something at the stand or whatever. And um, the djinn... I think Salim says something about... Wednesday being the Jin's God and Jin's like, no, I'm beholden to him. He released me from the amulet. He is not my God. I want to know how he got in the amulet. Yeah. I'm beholden to him. I do not worship him, which yeah. are, is in fact two different things, which, yeah. which is interesting because Matt Sweeney says something like that. Something later. very similar. Yeah. So um, interesting to hear the rest of that story. But also they were going to ride in the back and Wednesday's like, not your fucking chauffeur. And so they all go in the front. And it's yeah. excellent. I kind of expected Wednesday to ride in the back and make them drive. Yeah. That's what I was expecting. Sometimes Wednesday, he, he changes his mind. Sometimes he wants to drive and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, so, we go to uh, this man who we find out later is, is Jamar Goodchild. Um, and related to Ruby that we met in the previous episode. And we see him walk down the street in, in Cairo. Wasn't Ruby the grandmother? Mm Oh, no, I think you're right. Ruby is the grandmother. I, I don't remember. We'll get to, no, we'll get to her. I, or was Ruby the mom? I don't remember. Ruby was involved. There was a Ruby? Um, I think Ruby was... Look it up on IMDb there. No, I'm looking Scooter. at it right here. I think it is the mom. Um, yes, I, it is the mom. The mom? His, we haven't met the mom. Oh, no. It, Ruby it's, is not the grandmother. No, Ruby's the granddaughter, the who I'm assuming si- is Jamar's sister. Yeah, we don't know the relationship between Jamar and Ruby. I'm assuming See, brother it's and confusing. sister. I know, because um, we never met the mom. Um, That's right. She was the bitch. Yes. Got it. Yes. Um, so we see Jamar walk down the street. He passes Nancy. Um, Nancy turns and watches. Uh, he goes for a drug I'm deal. Kind of surprised he didn't go spider. Yeah. yeah. We haven't seen him as a spider mm. in a bit. Mm-mm. Um, so Jamar then goes and buys drugs and he is and you know immediately how this, stopped by the police. You know police. how this is going to go down. Yeah. Immediately, you know what's going to happen. And so he, uh, before they have a chance to take it from him, he swallows the, uh, the baggie of drugs and just runs and he's chased and he turns down this alley and he sees this flaming head on a post and it shocks him enough, um, and he gets tackled by the cop, but the whole time, like, he's getting tackled down to the ground, and he, he's pointing at it, mm-hmm. and he's looking at it. And, like, I don't know if it's almost in awe. Yeah, or shock, and or... Yeah, he's just... Yeah, yeah. And then we see his body delivered to the funeral home. Um, and we see that uh, Ibis tells Shadow that he died of an opiate overdose. So I'm assuming what he swallowed was heroin? I, That's yeah. an opiate. Yeah. Um... But uh, but his wounds are posthumous. 
that's that's a trend among men of color in Cairo or in Cairo. It's uh yeah, and Shadow mentions that the the wounds that Jamar has are the same. Yeah, he said I had those same wounds. Um and I was just like, "Oh, you've been visited by Will." Oh. Um he said that he has uh they're they're kind of not clear because Shadow immediately is like, "Is it like a ghost?" And he doesn't like all the fucking gods. He doesn't answer anything straight. Um, and he says that, uh, basically it's Will's death that brought things in Cairo to a boil. So. And that's not a good thing. William Froggy James. Yep. was a former laborer in Cairo, Illinois. Oh, so that's a true story. James was lynched and mutilated on November 11th, 1909. Holy which was the picture. Holy shit. The picture he hands Shadow. Yeah. So that's a real. 1909. Oh my God. Uh, it was mob made up of townspeople after James was charged with the murder of 24-year-old shop clerk Mary Pelly Peely. Denied his due process. Shocker. Same. And that's the thing, convicted. Like, okay, by who? Because it's kind of like um, Ibis mentions uh, they there was a, uh, they crossed in the street. Therefore, of course he murdered her. Yeah. They just passed in the street. That's yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So the anti-lynching legislation, because I'm going to educate people now, uh, the Illinois state legislature, I'm reading straight from Wikipedia, implemented a series of anti-lynching laws to curb the racial tensions that have been brewing throughout the state. In 1901 alone, there were 135 lynchings. And Illinois is not in the South. No. For anybody that not. thinks it's just the South. No. People were shitty everywhere. Uh, we were anti- shittier in the South, but you know. Yeah. The anti-lynching bureaus formed to assemble political capital to pass anti-lynching laws. While anti-lynching proponents met considerable resistance, civil rights leader in Chicago, such as Ida B. Wells, gained significant ground in the drafting of anti-lynching laws and so on and so forth. So The fact that we had to have anti-lynching laws when we had anti-murder laws already. I mean, yeah. Just is insane to me, but you know. So yeah, uh, he was a real person. Oh, wow. God, that's because they kept calling, referring to him as Froggy. Froggy, yeah, yeah, man. So, um, that really happened. Jesus, this could not get any worse. No, wow. Um, so we flash back to Will walking down the street, and he uh crosses paths with uh Laura or the actress. No, the actress. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we've seen her play roles in the past before. Um, and also I think this is tying in with Shadow's narrative. Yes. Which is a ma- a black man married to a white woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Which interestingly enough, um, and this is something that was brought up in pre-production of season one, Shadow is never actually described in the books. Yeah. In the books, he is neither a white man or a black man. Yeah. So they've chosen to take it in this direction, and I think that is brilliant. Yeah. Because they're doing a lot with it. Yeah, they are. Um, and so, uh, we see flashes again of the woman turning up dead, the lynching, the whole thing. But as, and I didn't take it as this until they, until Shadow actually said, why did he curse his own people? But the memento mori was a curse. Uh, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Remember you will die too. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, we go to the present and Laura is watching Mad Sweeney drink because they have to wait until, you know, close. Closing, closing time. And I got distinct, like, proprietary vibes from her. Like, mm-mm, I like that. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Well, like that's my asshole. Well, you know, you know, you can only lay claim to one, Laura. I know. Mm-hmm. God. Um, <laughs> so we go to Wednesday really quick. I really don't like her. I don't eat. I, I don't like her as a person, but I like her as a character. Well, yeah, like Wednesday's a terrible person. Yeah. He's a great character. Exactly. I hate him. He's great. Yeah. Um, so we go to Wednesday, speaking of, um, <laughs> who's driving to uh, Alvis, who's the king of the dwarves. Yay, dwarves. And Kimley. Uh, he's talking to Salim again, and um, it's just, he's he's doing the, like a damn pledge drive for like... Her. Oh, it's, Wednesday, yeah, he's he's doing he's, the... He, he wants Salim as a worshiper. He's recruiting hard. Um, and uh, Wednesday starts talking about the monotheists and, like, you guys have taken too big a piece of the pie. And he's like, if you ever want to expand your pantheon, I'm right here. You know. Um, and it's he's really, doing the hard sell. It's really dumb and cute. Uh, and so we go back to the funeral home. And the reverend is there that we heard Ruby talk about last week. Yes. Um, the one that uh, gave her grandmother so much comfort. And... Um, he is trying to talk her out of leaving. Yeah. And Bilquis comes in and says, oh, yeah, you shouldn't leave with me. Um, you know, da-da-da-da-da. But she says that, the, um, but Ruby says, no, the, street, the streets will come after me now that I'm alone. Okay, now I will admit, as a white woman, at the beginning of this conversation, I didn't understand what she meant by the streets will get me. By the end of this conversation, I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's what you mean. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, and so uh, she basically calls him out. She's like, God didn't help. You said you said things would get better. You, um, you know, and she sees Cairo now as, as hell. It's not her home. And so he talks about freedom and how, you know. Um, oh, he even brings up Dr. King's name. Yeah, he talks about stuff. the freedom movement. And he's like, a lot of, back in the past, we used to use uh, funerals to organize they were awake because in a lot of places, um, black people weren't even allowed to encourage to uh, come together as a group because that was seen as scary. Mm-hmm. So funerals were, I guess, publicly yeah, accepted, acceptable keep, gathering places. You keep them separated to keep them from rising. Yeah. Up. So yeah. funerals were used, uh, I believe, in that way for them to gather together. Yeah. Um, You're right. God, people were shitty. Um, so we go back to people Wednesday. People still are shitty. I mean, they still are, but That's yeah. That's the entire commentary of yeah. this. Is it, yeah. Um, so we go to Wednesday, and they meet with Alvis, and uh, he tells him no immediately. Did you walk? No. No. Um, and uh, Salim uh, compliments him, and he says, you're very tall, tall for a dwarf. And he says, yeah, I'm the tallest in America, um, and that makes me king. And... Um, Wednesday tries to tempt him, tempt him with uh, Gungnir, and um, Alvis is eh, like he he is pretty. Gets sparkle eyes for it, um, and he's like, but he tells him no again. He's like, not I'm not part of your war, and we see this over and over and over again with gods not wanting to choose a side, and um, he uh, Wednesday lays on the charm. You know, you're the greatest craftsman. I need you. And he's like, okay, this does need maintenance. Um, but he's like, uh, this is rune work. And you need uh, Dvalin for that? And um, 
And Wednesday's like, okay, have you seen that son of a bitch recently? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so then we go to them leaving. Um, and, uh, he... They're in, like, some warehouse or something, almost. Yeah, it's, like, a foundry kind of thing. Okay, yeah, that's... Because Alvis talks about how it used to be so much busier, and now it's just him. Like, just oversees himself. Yeah, and, um... So, I'm thinking, okay, so let's equate this to an American god. Ye. Um, so he was, uh, Alvis was a Norse, uh, it was a dwarf in Norse mythology. Yep. Uh, by the way, he was promised to Thor's daughter, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. That's a... That's a very short story. There's not a whole lot about him. Um, but then dwarves in American mythology in our minds, uh, the forge, building things, not yeah. quite to the point of Vulcan, which was in last season. Mining. Mining, but then take that to the foundry level. Yeah. And um, then what? Those, who those workers would have worshipped, he could have invo- evolved yeah. into, just like media evolved into new media. Right. So there's a... I don't know, some kind of tie-in or insight to that? Yeah. Or yeah. I'm talking out of my ass. I mean, who knows? It can be both. All right. Um, and so they go out back out to the car, and all of a sudden, the motorcycle's there. The motorcycle they left behind when they drove off. Right. And Salim is like, what the fuck? And uh, Wednesday's like, oh, that's not a motorcycle. That's Freya's battle bore. And sometimes lover. And I'm like, God, you guys can't not <laughs> fuck everything. I know. Um, and Samir is still like, he's he's impressed, but he's still like, you're not my God. Um, <laughs> but I could be. And uh, and he's like, uh, his truth is his own. And Wednesday's like, yeah. Um, and uh, Wednesday tells the djinn. By the way, yeah, she did have a battle bore. Battle yeah. Svein. Svein. Hildisvini. Um, and so, uh, uh, he invites, uh, Samir to join him in Cairo, um, before he drives off. And, uh, so the djinn gets on the motorcycle and the djinn tells, uh, um, Samir that he's blind to the truth. Um, but then he's because, like, yeah, because he won't believe what's right in front of him. Yeah. Cause that's the whole thing is he keeps getting confronted with all these other gods, but Samir keeps, uh, holding True to no, Allah is the one true God. We have no, never have a relationship like I do with with, with, him, with him and, and yeah, and and so like I get the I get the impression that Samir's like, okay, is this the is this the the breaking point? But the Jin's like, hop on, boo. Don't you want to go? He's like, yeah. it's really cute. It's cute. <laughs> so yeah, um, so we go back to New Orleans, huh. and uh, they make. Uh, they have made Laura food, and um, and actually Matt Sweeney too. He's eating, and he's like, "Oh my God, you're still such a really good cook." And um, uh, Brigitte says that, "Oh man, you you don't smell great." And so she gives her a drink, and Laura immediately pukes up some maggots, and she's like, "That actually helps. Oh, no, that that feels good. I feel better." And so she eats, and she's like, "Holy shit, I can taste this." And um. Brigitte uh, blows cigar smoke in her face, and really sensually. Yeah, like because okay, everything about that whole thing is weird and sensual and scary. Because Baron Baron says they always miss the taste, and yeah. Brigitte says, "Oh, nope. sometimes it's the it's touch. the touch." And she blows. It's so and Laura, sensual. And you see like the hairs on her arm go up, and like she's real. She's just about as close to human as she can get at this point. Um. And Sweeney's like, ah, stop it. 
Um, and he, uh, he starts to basically make the deal. Yeah. He's like, this is a favor for me, not for me, for not for her. I want my coin back. Um, so I can send her back to her husband and Brigitte's like, okay. Um, and, uh, she looks at her and immediately she's like, you keep chasing after what you can't have. And, um, Sweeney again pulls it back and says, this is a favor to me. Do we have a compact? And Samedi's like, okay, uh, we can make a trade. She needs to give me truth. That's what he trades in. And I'll, I'll give her what she wants. And, um, and he's like, do we have a, do we have a deal? And Laura's like, yeah. Um, and this is where TV's different from real life. Cause I would have been like, I have 400 questions. <laughs> um, and so Brigitte lives, leaves, leads, sorry, Sweeney away and says they're not needed for this part. And he goes with her. Of course he does. So, yeah. So, uh, before we continue, um, I wanted to remind people how they can like send us feedback and stuff. They and can yell about this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, they can email us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com or on Twitter at randomtcasts or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. Uh, but truth be known, we don't really use Tumblr a whole lot anymore. Not for and messages get eaten up there. Uh, but we're, we have a presence if you care, post to there. care about that sort of thing. Um, or you can also just go to our website, randomtpodcast.com. You can... Um, Full, the whole shebang. All of that's all there. Of but you can also find all of our podcasts on the website because um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starts May oh, 10th. 10th. I thought it was the 11th, but it's 10th. May 10th, so that's going to pick like up. a month. It picks up right when this ends. Yes. Thank God we get a little bit of a... A breather. doing two. A breather. Um, also, Stranger Things is coming back this summer. Yes, July 4th. cannot wait to do we that. We will be doing it one week at a time. Yes. Because we don't hate ourselves. Yeah, we can't do it all at one time, so... And what we try to do... Just in case you're excited about it, is what we try to do is we try to watch them one at a time mm-hmm. because we find if we cast after we've seen them all, we let shit slip. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, also, Sharp Objects is still on the docket. I promise. Yes, it is. Um, one of the major stressors in my life is coming to a close. Yay. Hopefully, within the next, and close, literally. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. See what I did there, did you? Uh, so... Once that goes away, then my time will open up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So, uh, so then sharp objects yes. will come around. Uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, our Captain Marvel podcast is uh, just over three hours long. Not as long as, uh, actually the longest has been, was it Black Panther? No, it wasn't Black Panther. It was, uh, it was the Infinity War bullshit. Oh, nice. Because everybody was like, ah! People had feelings, man. Yeah. People had feelings. I'm going to bet Endgame's going to beat it. I would think so, too. I wonder if we There's might a even lot have of to shit. do a part one and a part two. We might have to, because those files get real big. Yeah, yeah. So, we can yeah. record it all at one time if we can yes. split it into two. Yes, I think that's probably a good idea. So let's just put that out there. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, oh, um, if you would like to support Random Tea Podcasts, there are two different ways that you can do that now. You can go straight to our website, and there's this little black button that says throw money at us. Which is literally self-explanatory. Just, you click on it, and you go through, and you, and you throw money at us. 
They can be sweaty ones. We don't care. Yeah. We take stripper sweaty ones. Yeah. Um, also, you can go to coffee, which is K-O hyphen F-I. Yeah. Um, slash random tea podcast, or you can just do a search for random podcast. And there you just, you're buying us a cup of coffee. It's like three bucks. Yeah. And every little bit helps. It's awesome. And if you can't remember that, if you go to the pinned post on our Twitter feed and our Facebook feed, it's right there. You just click yep. on through. So, and cool. that does, because we do pay for hosting. Yep. For all that unlimited shit. All that unlimited, because all those, um, podcasts are out there go dating back to the beginning of god yes of uh uh, uh sleepy hollow yeah back in the day every single mc mu mc mu mc mu yeah. mc mu movie um they're all every single one of them they're out there because we're caught up on those yeah so so yeah check that out it's not free for us to host so we do yeah. appreciate all the help we can get and that yes. is coming up soon for us to renew i think in june yeah our annual shit yeah so cool. uh any other Housekeeping? Mm-mm. Okay. So, back to the recap. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so, Shadow t- is talking to Ibis, and he basically is like, why does Will curse his own people? Which is not something that I got when I watched it first. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't take it as that it was specifically to his people. Um, but, you know. And so, Ibis says that when... Basically, when you're told how shit you are over and over and over again, and he watched his people watch this lynching happen to him, um, you know, it kind of turns... It Allowing turns, it to happen, yeah. Yeah, it turns ugly. And But you and I were both like, ha like they could have done anything about it. If they even tried, they would have been... They would have been right there with him. Right. So, like... I mean, I get that, but also, like, Jesus, your people couldn't do anything either, just like you couldn't. Um, and he asks Shadow, who taught black people to hate themselves? Who uh, derives power from, who holds the power in that equation? Um, and, of course, this is when Mr. Nancy arrives. Of course he does. And uh, he tells Shadow, once again, you're asking the wrong fucking questions. As he do. And, um, Shadow's just constantly like, what the fuck? Why do you keep, you know, why do you, are you constantly trying to piss me off? And, um, Shadow storms out, tells, uh, a room full of gods to, is this where he tells him to fuck you? I think this is where he told a room full of gods, fuck you. Yeah. And, um, possibly Nancy it. calls him a puppet. Wait a minute. No. Cause Wednesday wasn't there yet. I don't think he, he was telling off. No, I, I, I thought think the, he did no that. because they were toasting the beers. Remember? Oh, you're right. That you're was right. later. Okay. Um, but uh, Nancy thinks he's just a puppet, which he kind of kind is. of is. Um, and so Shadow gets pissed off and he takes the hearse, apparently like you do. I don't know that he took the hearse. I got the impression that the hearse took him. I mean, maybe he didn't. He seemed awfully surprised that he was suddenly yeah in the hearse. Like what the fuck? Yeah, because he he punches the steering wheel. Like what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um. So we go back to Nancy and Ibis talking, and um, Nancy calls him out. Says, yeah, he does. You bear responsibility because you profit off this, basically. Um, as an you, undertaker, yeah, yeah. You the black bodies coming through the door. Uh, benefited you and um, I don't know if this is where but he does mention uh, he asks about Jackal um, yeah it is, is because the next scene we see we see the dog Jackal 
Um, Who we're assuming is Jackal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because Shadow comes to a stop in the center of the road. There is there is this big black dog sitting there. Yeah. And it's kind of like the scene goes back and forth between the dog sitting there and Nancy um, saying, and that's the next line in our recap is uh, Nancy tells Ibis that if he's taking brown people. And he's taking, you're taking Nancy's worshippers. You're taking my worshippers, and that cannot. And his voice gets real thick with it, an African accent. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, whoa. Yeah. There's the God. God, fucking Orlando Jones. Jeez. Con- Although I love, I love this uh, this actor playing Ibis as well. They're great together. All I can think of is this is the same guy that did those Seven Up commercials. I'm just back in the saying, day. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. He's a Seven Up guy. This is where he is today, and it makes me proud. I know. Um, so Shadow follows the dog, which of course you do. I mean, you would. Well. You would. I might, yeah, probably follow a dog. But yeah, there's the. I'd be like, doggo. <laughs> well, I mean, there's all those bystanders standing around who. Old and timey bystanders. Just like the bystanders from the yeah. flashback, so. And, um, they, uh, it's, but it's the, it's the black folks from back then. Yes. That's what I mean. Um, the bystanders, and, yeah. And it's, uh, he walks into this alleyway and there's all these sparks and he sees Will's head flaming on a post. As you do. Which looks a little like a weird match. Like, I don't know. It was visually really weird. Cause, cause Ibis at one point says he is beheaded, but we don't actually see that, thank God. Well, okay. So it's, what really confused me is they talk about they beheaded him. And then they drug and they him, drug and then him. they show him being drugged by the neck behind yeah. the wagon, and I'm like, this isn't necessarily an order, is it? Yeah. Again, they've got their storytelling confused with their visuals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, Will starts talking to him, and he says that uh, you know he was what all that all that he was was taken from him, and he. Uh, he says that he releases those who have no hope to, so they can find peace. And shadow says that, um, or he tells shadow that the way of the dead is to know nothing of the living and shadow shadow saying something about there's always hope. There's always hope. And, um, you know, we'll want shadow to understand his anger. And, um, and he says that, you know, when they when they the mob killed him that was the release that they were looking for and shadow start shadow like inhales some of the sparks and he starts yeah. like retching and um will tells him to now walk with his burden and when shadow shares it with the world will will release him that's like okay okay it's a little, little weird but but yeah okay um, so Baron Samity, uh, creates a potion for Laura. Yeah, that's the, it looks like he's, like he's making a sauce. Yeah. But it gives, that takes us back to the, the chef's table. The cooking, the cooking. thing. Yeah. And so, uh. Which they, magic and cooking yeah. are very much, very similar. Or this kind of magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's all I'm saying. Sorry, sip of tea. Um, no, you, and, you uh, they start tea. talking about how she basically fucked everything up. And, um, he tells her lied to him a way longer you lied to him as soon as you told him you loved him um, yeah that's the gist of it she, yeah. she's thinking of the betrayal as when i when i was uh when she was screwing the, the right 
Right. When I was fucking his friend, but like it was before that. And he, uh, the Baron explains that he worships Brigitte body and soul. She's the, she's the most powerful woman he's ever met. He, um, he gives everything to her, but like they fuck around. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, as long as all parties know about it, like you do you, man. Um, but he says that the, the, there's still something left to make the potion work. It needs two drops of blood infused with love. And, um, and I'm like, can't we just have your blood? Because you love your, your lady over here. I know. See, like if I was Laura, I would have started trying to like wheel and deal at this point. Um, I have some questions, but he says, uh, right now you're as close to being alive as you can be while still being dead. Um, and, uh, he wants to know what she's going to do with, with her whole, like being human when she, when she gets the second chance, which again is what everybody keeps asking her and she keeps not answering it. And again, does not answer it because this is the part where he wants her truth and she just starts making out with him instead. Yeah. It's like, all right. Like you didn't see that coming a mile away. Yeah. Uh, Or this. Um, so we go to Brigitte and she's dancing for Sweeney. Um, uh, interesting I'm, description. I'm not sure what I, I kind of took it to mean she was summoning the Loa, which are the spirits, but she, and those are the women that were, but she, that he saw, but, um, my mom, Bridget is a Loa, a Loa. Yeah. But that doesn't mean she can't summon other things. That's true. But, um, again, I would have liked the this. lore states this. Yeah. I would have liked this explained a little better cause I found it interesting. Um, and, uh, and then some of it, you just go, how much of this is just cause it's visually, you know, pleasing, engaging. Um, and so she, uh, they start, start a gyrating and she tells Sweeney that, um, her and the Baron do what they want. And, uh, she wants him again. Well, I mean, who doesn't? I again. know. Right. Again. Again. This is, this is happening. So like before. he, he's known that he's known them before. And so they start kissing and he hesitates and she's like, oh, I see. She's in your head too much for you to finish what's about to happen. And he's like, oh, no, I don't know anything about. And like they start to like kind of fight. Yeah. He's uh, into it then. It's his very specific kink. It is. But also, man, Tweeney's caught the feelings. Yeah. Ugh. With a capital F. And Ugh. I'm. I think it's he he feels guilt. Also, we've shown that there is somebody that. At least that the audience thinks looks like Laura in his past. That's true. Uh, Trelawney. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Tress. Tre- shit. Fuck. Her last name was McGowan. Essie? Essie? Was it Essie? Essie McGowan. I gotta check. Or something. Because um, she was one of my favorite characters in the book. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. But he also feels, you know, he feels the guilt for killing her. Yeah. Um, S-E, yeah. S-E. S-E McGowan. And, um, so, I mean, that, I think that has a lot to do with it, and I think that guilt has, has turned into something else. Whether or not you would call it love, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's much more, it's just much more complicated than just, I want my coin back. I mean, that's real life. Yeah. Um, so then everybody has sex. Yeah, with everybody. Laura and the Baron have sex, and then Brigitte and Sweeney have sex, and then all of a sudden, it's... Laura and Sweeney having sex, and then, and then we see uh, the Baron and Brigitte having sex. Um, so, I mean, it's a really who knows how much of that was reality and how much of that was voodoo. 
literally. Yeah, or just wishing. Wishful thinking. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, talk about your long-distance orgy. Mm. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, so we go back to uh, Cairo, and we go to the chapel, and uh, the reverend is uh, going through the funeral, and he says, yeah, I lied. I lied when I said everything was going to get better, and it didn't. And he's kind of bereft. And um, Nancy's there. Bill Quist are there, is there. Um, and Ibis, Ibis is already there as, I guess, funeral director. He's sitting with I, with Ruby. And um, he uh, Shadow comes in. Now wait. Now wait what? No, keep going. Keep going. This is when Shadow Sorry. comes in, and right away we're both like, that's not Shadow. I mean, it is. No, his, yeah, you, his, yeah, yeah, yeah. His posture's his different. Posture's his posture's completely different. His facial expressions mm-hmm. are completely different. But that's. It's like he's even wearing the shirt collar differently. That's a reflection on um, the actor, though. Ricky. Ricky to Whittle, who, uh, for him to portray this completely separate character from himself. Yeah. And you see it physically manifest yeah. not just in the cgi flames that are in his eyes i mean this is martin i can do it with a look freeman mm-hmm. acting mm-hmm. god even the the collar sat differently on yeah, him yeah they and well <laughs> it was the hands behind the back Hand, hands behind back cha- which we learned from asylum sherlock holmes you put Does the hands change behind your the back, posture changes your entire posture and your stance and how you walk yeah oh <clears throat> i wonder if that's where he learned it from i'm sure that's totally that's where absolutely correct um the asylum school of acting uh, and so he, um, he starts speaking clearly as Will. Um, it's like the voices are overlaid. It's kind of creepy. Um, and he says yeah. that, um, uh, he starts talking and he says that, uh, you know, the world makes no, or, or this is when Hutchins says the world makes no sense. And of course that gets an amen from Nancy. Um, and Hutchins tells everybody to leave though. And he, God, he gets on his knees in front of Ruby and he tells her if she can find somewhere where their people aren't persecuted, basically, to come back and tell him. And it was just like, shit. Man, that just gives me shit. chills. Yeah. Because that's where it. It was like, this where is that? Where, this is where the, the story being told in this episode has come full circle. Yeah. Is. It's hap- it happened in the past, yeah. and it continues to happen today, and it's not any different. And here's how it's the same. Yeah. Because of the death of Will James back in 1909, mm-hmm. you equate that to the death of Jamar in present day, mm-hmm. nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed for these people. Yeah. Um, and so uh, this is when Shadow comes up and speaks, uh, talks about how people worship death in the Middle Ages. Um. He now welcomes death. He's learned about the power of death. And he says, memento mori. And as soon as he says that, Will leaves him. Yeah. As and soon as you've spoken my word. Immediately, you, you see Shadow be like, the fuck just happened? You see the entire character go mm-hmm. from uh, Will to Shadow mm-hmm. in just a look. And yeah. it's... This... Okay, I've I've complained a bit about Shadow seeming at times a very two-dimensional character. Um, that is obviously not the actor. No, no, not at all. He's It's the he's, character. Yeah. But the character is the audience um, proxy in the show. Yeah. 
So, um, but this just right here was just, it just blew me away how easily he merged with Mm -hmm. facial expressions. And it wasn't just that they overlaid the voices in post-production. It was was the face. It was the cadence. It was, it was wow. It was a lot. Um, so apparently Wednesday's come back and again, completely affable, completely like he white people that shit. Like nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. We're Mm -hmm. friends. I have black God friends. It's oh fine. My God. Um, and oh so they're, God. I mean, like Wednesday no, would be the guy the to be like, worst. he would. Just, okay. But for the record, that is the worst thing. That is the worst ever, thing. Don't ever be like, ever say that. I'm it's, not racist. I have black friends. You are showing your white ass privilege. And I mean, white ass. Anytime you say I'm not racist, but. Anything before the word, but is a lie. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then after it is just like. God help you. But yeah, so Wednesday to me is that guy that would be like, no, I have black friends. Mr. Nancy. We're right fine. Here. Yeah. He absolutely and Nancy's yeah. like, bitch, we ain't friends. <laughs> um, and so. We're friends. Yeah. We're friends. <laughs> um, and so uh, they're having a beer and. They're trying to tell jokes. Kind of. Yeah. Poorly. Weird. Like and, you hear half the joke. Yeah. And so Ibis says that. America's the only country in the world that measures its food and feet. And it's like, yeah, shut up. Um, and so Because we're the only ones not on the fucking metric system. I mean, that is a true statement. Um, and so Shadow comes in, and he, he is, like, fucking done. And, oh, yeah, he has reached a very high level of done. And Nancy and Wednesday are toasting. And Shadow's like, what the fuck just happened to me? And what did, what did Will want? And I don't understand. And at this point, he's me. Um, and Ibis is like, you know, he might want what we all want. A drink of beer. And he starts, he's like fermented hops and da 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 and brewed. And they, the gods go to, uh, clink their, clink their bottles together and drink. And Shadow goes, fuck you. And walks that's, out. That's the fuck you to a room full of gods. And I was just like. I mean, I feel that like down in my soul, I, I would mean, have yeah. been the same at, yeah. if I had had that shit day. Um, and we see, uh, we pan over to the, uh, to Yggdrasil. Um, it's growing. Again, I'm still very confused about the, about the plant. plot plan. Yeah, the plot plan. Um, so we go and the sun is coming up in New Orleans and Laura wakes up topless. Um, As you do. And uh, she hastily gets dressed. And she finds the bottle on the counter, nobody else, until Sweeney comes in. And he's like, oh, they're gone. And um, Laura's going to leave. She she wants to get away. And um, he's like, no, where are you going? We have a deal. Your life for my coin. And she's like, I'm sorry, you didn't get my life back. And um, she's like, this is all fucking Wednesday. This is all his fault. You, you, uh... You end up doing, you kill him when I, when he says, you fuck me when you, when he says, and, um, Sweeney's like, you idiot, they're death Loa. Um, Samiti and Brigitte are death Loa. And, um, you know, he only serves Wednesday because he owes him. It's not for any other reason. And, um, she says that she calls, uh, Sweeney a coward. Um, he wants to, he's so eager for a war, but he's too much of a coward to find his own. And, um, as like, okay, so that kind of really comes out of left field. Yeah. She's just being bitchy to be mm-hmm. bitchy. 
I thought There's so no too. There's no real logic to this. I thought so too. And um, I think she's he curses just, her in Gaelic and the end of our episode. But yeah, I think she was just being. She was lashing out. She was doing what Laura Moon does, which is the second somebody hits a little too close to a nerve, she yeah. lashes the fuck out. Yeah, and there was the not sex too. So that's why she. That's why she likes Shadow. Shadow was like safe. Shadow was nice to she her. She could control him. Yeah, he never pushed too hard. No. So, like, yeah. He was her puppy. Yeah, he was her puppy. Her puppy. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, still not sure who had, if any, sex with anybody. Um, There was definitely sex. But, like, I don't know if she was feeling uncomfortable because she thought, oh, fuck, did, did I have sex with Sweeney? Or did she, like, I'm not super clear on if that actually happened or if that was just wishful thinking on anybody's part. Yeah, I don't I don't really know. So yeah. So yeah. That okay. is the end of our episode. Dun dun dun. <clears throat> okay, so we have um feedback. Some of this is from the previous episode. Season uh season five. Episode five. And some of it's from season episodes. God. This is five. Dang it. Some of it's for four. Some of it's for the five. The last episode and this episode. Let's yeah. just stick with that. There you okay? go. Okay. Um, because we were confused by Techno Boy, the CEO yeah, 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 yeah. thing. So we were like, kids are by explain to us. Uh, so this is off of Twitter. Yes. Her the name on here is VA or VA. Okay. V8, it's capital VA, both of okay. them. Uh, enough said. Okay. Uh, wrote to us and said, just listen to this episode. New fan love to you, ladies. Oh, that's love nice. You. Point to Techno Boy. It was a satire on the CEO and technology. We need new upgrades of the same old technology over and over. They just add new ways to connect with media, be it social or otherwise. I mean, yeah. So, okay. Again, I'm, uh, and it, you replied exactly what I would have replied if I was the one doing it was basically like, yeah, we would have loved him and told that. Yeah, I would love for that to have been uh, said to us. I also kind of think, like, it's that whole, like, if you've been in business long enough, you get things demanded of you where mm-hmm. it's just like, bigger, faster, cheaper, better. And you're just like, do you have any concept of what you want or are you just shouting things at me? So, like, there was a little bit of that going on, too, where it's just, like, the, you know, the big boss being like, I want it better. Well, what do you want? I don't know, but it's better, you know. Yeah, the faceless better, quote, yeah. unquote. Uh, this is from David from Tennessee. At the end of okay. ep- at the end of episode four, when Technical Boy is hunting for his new surveillance god and we see the back of the CEO's head, I thought for a moment it was going to be Edward Snowden. <laughs> In 2019, who better serves as an icon for government surveillance? And the back of Snowden's hair and glasses looks similar. Anyway, I've been disappointed to find I haven't enjoyed season two as much as I did season one. I just watched episode five and enjoyed Playful Wednesday trying to get Salim to worship him. Also, Battle Borb Motorcycle. I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Battle Borb episode. Battleborn Motorcycle. What am I saying? Battleborn episode. Okay. Okay. It's season one. Although I will say Snowden would kind of be more of the, I don't know, anti-surveillance? Did you I feel like he was very, like, whistleblower About the WikiLeaks dude? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is up. I think they just got sick of his shit. No, I think I think America traded some shit to Ecuador. Oh, you know they did. Because you know they his did. name was leaked uh, a couple months ago in 
some court documents and people were like, why would he be coming up here? And so yeah. I think there was shit there was, rumbling. They, there's been some strong yeah. negotiations going yeah. on for many, many years. Yeah. Okay. This one's long. Okay. It's from a Jonathan in Maryland. Okay. Who, um... Are you going to have to edit on the fly like you do sometimes? I'm going to have to give it a shot because this is way too long to read through everything. Okay. We just don't have that kind of time. As we do sometimes. And I'm losing my voice. uh, It's nice. That's why I'm talking now. Exactly. With American Gods finally returned, I'm once again tuning into your unique and wonderful spin on each episode. What I'm writing to you about, though, concerns an email that you read on the podcast covering episode three. In this email, an individual claimed to be pleased by Wednesday calling out Laura for not caring about Shadow because this was an opinion shared by this individual email writer herself. The point of view, however, made me wonder what show she'd been watching all this time. I think American Gods. I think American Gods. What show are you watching? (laughs) Um, so I'm going to continue. Okay. Laura has numerous faults and has done awful things. She can be pretty selfish and single-minded to a point of obliviousness of others, even after her resurrection. Let's put a pin in that point. Okay. Over these two seasons, she is to some extent forced Audrey, forced Audrey and Sweeney. Who's Audrey? That's probably an autocorrect. I'm guessing. To assist her on her quest to track down Shadow. Now, one can argue how much her pursuit of shadow is about self-preservation and whether she has been in a fog about what to do with her, quote, life after rising from the dead. But to be of the opinion she doesn't care about shadow at all seems absurd. I feel like the idea that she cares about shadow at all to be somewhat absurd. I think she likes the idea of shadow. I think she likes the idea of controlling Shadow. Yeah, and I think she wants... Honestly, what I get from Laura is she wants to be the person that loves Shadow and that is good for Shadow and and that... I I don't see that. I think there's a a part of her that wants to be that person, but she's absolutely not. No, she's absolutely not. This episode kind of really put a lot of that in a stark contrast. So let's go back to the comment about how she can be selfish and single-minded to the point of obliviousness. Anyway, he's got some uh, counterexamples. Okay. Uh, her first act following her return was to save Shadow from Tech Boy's goons who were trying to hang him. Yeah. Recall how distraught she looked when seeing this all go down despite being unaware of what was happening and being a tiny woman who was terribly outnumbered and also very super strong, I want to add. She didn't know that at the time, though. Uh, she wasted no time to rush in and help her husband. She did this before realizing she possessed the strength of... Let's not compare her to Captain Marvel. She's... Okay. Like, she's not a fucking monster. So, like, yes, yeah, she did a good... Okay. She wasn't at the time. I uh, kind of... That could be argued. Um, she... Like, yes, Laura can do, quote-unquote, good things. Helping Shadow. She she but broke to, Shadow out of out of the train. But to do good things, for what reason? That's true. That's true. It doesn't. You but it doesn't be, make her a good person. No, you can do good things to other people in order to indebt them to yourself. Yeah, and that is not doing good things for the right the reason. Good because I was married to that person. And if the good place has taught us anything that Johnny has not watched and doesn't know what I'm talking about, None. intentions count. Uh in the bag she didn't take any credit for it and ca- instead she hid out of sight to avoid being spotted by shadow most likely because she was worried about what he would think of her appearance once fixed up a bit she propped herself in a bed in a crappy motel room for hours waiting for shadow's arrival i i don't see how 
Yeah. She wanted, she wanted, I don't know. I kind of think she looks at him like property. And that's. And that's gets, mine. That's, that. see, that's It gets that's super squicky, especially because he's a man of color. But like, I don't know. Laura's very cavalier with other people. She is. Uh, when Sweeney informed her of the powerful being who was now in control of her husband's life, her response was one of concern as she pressed him on what this man wanted with Shadow. Let me rephrase, let, let me say that again. Another, somebody else was in control yeah. of her husband and that person was not her. Yeah. She was not mad because somebody else was controlling her husband. It wasn't her. It wasn't her control that's, of her husband. That's what I've gotten that's from it. That's the impression I've gotten. Should I've known people like her, man? Yeah. Uh, after finally having a rendezvous, Laura tried to warn Shadow in the diner that Wednesday was dangerous and needed to be careful. Following the shootout in the same diner, it was Laura alone who noticed Shadow's absence and rushed to find him. Oh, she's fixated on him. Oh, I'll give you that. She's fixated on him because kissing him made her feel alive again, and mm-hmm. she's chasing that, realizing that she can chase life another direction. Where has she gone? Another direction. Yeah. And it, that's the thing, like... Wednesday's an asshole too, so don't like. I'm not putting Wednesday on a pedestal, but he called her ass out on it, and she didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because it was because it was a very uncomfortable truth. Uh, goes on to say the following morning, it was again Laura alone who was impatient, starting a rescue of Shadow. This led to her confrontation with Wednesday, in which she angrily accused him of not caring about Shadow at all. Again, I think motives. Motives. Uh, despite diminish, diminishing abilities and, quote, health, Laura doggedly pushed the pursuit of Shadow to the point of irritating an ally, Sweeney, in the process. It don't take much to irritate Sweeney. I mean, though. that is a true statement. Uh, when she got on the train, Shadow was being held on. She brutally took the lives of the others to free him. These were her first acts of intentional murder. Mm-hmm. Okay, but motives. Yeah. Um, because again, she was not in control of her husband. Somebody else was following. The Plus, tr- I don't know that that's why, that's why like for personally, I get the impression that she wants to be the kind of person that loves shadow. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she she's capable isn't. of it. I don't know that she's capable of loving anybody. So even though in this episode we get some like heavy mad Sweeney Laura vibes, mm-hmm. I don't want her for him either. Uh, she's kind of so terrible. We're, <clears throat> we're getting He's there. terrible, we're, too. But. We're, you're, you're jumping the shark. Following the train collision with her body parts speeding against the ground, her primary concern was Shadow's well-being. She used up a lot of her energy to get a glimpse from him shadowing, uh, screaming at his name. She was downright pissed when Sweeney put her away in a trunk, and she was driven away before she could ascertain what had happened to him. We Nothing's changed. Yeah. I don't think any of this changed. Do all these actions suggest a woman who doesn't care? If you view the motivations... Yeah, she... She obviously cares, but I don't think it's for good for, reasons. But for the wrong, but she yeah. cares about him for herself. I don't. I don't know that she really even sees that until Wednesday confronts her with it. Yeah, because because obviously, like even even with Lola. good God, Lola, even with um, take it easy, baby. Uh, Baron, the Baron. The first thing he asked her was exactly what Wednesday asked her. What do you plan to do with this second chance? Yeah, she can't that. fucking answer and, anybody and. He What's ca- your end game? And he calls her out on the, you betrayed him when you told him you loved him. Mm-hmm. And she did not she deny did not that. She did not deny that. She did not. Um, he says, now I get where this may be coming from. Early last season, a chunk of your, uh, and you get into the shipping. Uh, they hated Laura for her infidelity, seemingly selfish behavior, and therefore they wanted Shadow to break bonds with her. I mean, they're not wrong. Yeah. Um, if you care about somebody, you don't cheat on them. Yeah. 
Um, later on, another group of fans came enamored with the chemistry between Laura and Mad Sweeney and started shipping to the point they wanted to see Laura and the Leprechaun ride off into the sunset, together leaving Shadow They behind. rode off on something. I or just, just rode. I mean, okay, I'm not going to deny anybody their, their ships, but also, no. You don't, no. that's not, yeah. I don't, I don't ship that at all. Um, this is perfectly understandable, but often the problem with... Often the problem with preferences and biases for characters and relationships is that agendas can be formed to the point that it makes one overlook what is presented on the screen. I think that goes both ways. I think that goes both ways. Yeah. And also, um, to paraphrase, um, some we, had, we some shit went down at two two one Con. Nothing like big drama, but <laughs> basically, it was I don't agree with your interpretation. So, oh, you're so cute and kind of deluded. I don't buy that. I think. Everybody's interpretations are valid for whatever evidence they want to read into, but you got to understand it cuts both ways. It does. So, like, I, I think everybody's free. If, if somebody wants to decide Wednesday and Nancy are the perfect hate ship, like, and, and they have, you know, things, things that they see in the show that lead them to that, like, you do you, man. Um, and I think that that more people kind of need to be comfortable with the fact that, like, you can think your own things and, like, that... You, that doesn't invalidate what somebody else thinks. Exactly. This is a work of fiction. Yeah. Um, but to finish... And you, you don't have to win this. Sorry. I would like to finish the email. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, the commonality between the two camps I just described is the single goal they share is the complete disruption of the shadow slash lore relationship. I think it's already been disrupted. Yeah. Because she did. Why and is she dead? She was sucking another dude's dick. Yeah. Just going to point that well, out. Well, and he's repeatedly pushed her away. I don't think he wants... He's repeatedly yeah. been like, no. He's moved on to something else. Yeah. And no means no. It does. By the way. That is One a more true paragraph. Statement. It is okay not want to not want to see Shadow and Laura reunited. Uh, my computer's trying to restart. Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh... At the same time, recognizing and acknowledging the genuine care and concern both have demonstrated towards the other. That goes both ways because you can also want them together, but you also need to recognize the animosity between the two of them. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you can even make make a case for Shadow kind of sleepwalking through his life where Laura is concerned. So... It goes on to say, uh, more importantly, how does one overlook the person who is trying to paint Laura in a negative light to Shadow is Wednesday, the biggest liar and schemer on the show. Wednesday, the guy who's been attempting to keep Laura and Shadow apart continuously these first two seasons, even to the point of masterminding Laura's death to achieve this goal. If he generally thought Laura had no feelings for Shadow, was out only for her own well-being, why the need to go through all this trouble to break through union? Because they're both fighting for control of Shadow. Yeah. Wednesday needs Shadow under his control. Yeah. Laura wants Shadow under her control. And you can't have two people in control of the same person. Wednesday didn't orchestrate her infidelity. We don't know that for a fact. From what we've seen. Uh, however, the thing is, uh, Wednesday, I view that Wednesday, I view, okay, I'm saying that, I view yeah. that Wednesday and Laura have the same motivation that they both want to be in control of Shadow for their own reasons. And I personally see laura as somebody who don't need to be in a relationship with nobody right now because she's real <laughs> fucked up she kind of dead well not just that but like she's a she's a deeply unhappy person it's what uh, it's what wednesday touched on the other episode when he started talking about uh the girl that tried to kill herself with bug spray she's deeply unhappy she's disturbed and when you're that when you're that um ill 
you're not good for anybody, yourself or a partner. No, that's true. Um, and I, I kind of, that's why I think. That I th- doesn't mean you shouldn't have a partner. No, 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 okay. exactly. But I think, I think that's why, from what I see is I see her wanting to be the person that Shadow will fix and, but not, just not being it. And so it turns into this weird control play. Yeah. Um, I think she's just a deeply, deeply unhappy woman. But I don't think she is, I don't believe that what she is doing is for Shadow's good. Mm-mm. I think what she's doing is for Laura's good. And I don't even know that she's admitted that to herself. Uh, she's been confronted with it. But, Several times now. It, yeah, so. Yeah. Just saying. So, okay, yeah. so this is from Kim. From a person. From a person. <laughs> it's from Kim. Yay. Uh, so strangely missing the opportunity to comment on episode four worked out for best as I think the themes of, um, oh, I think for the record for our listeners, uh, we've known Kim for a very long time. Yee. She's back with us uh, Sleepy during Hollow. the Sleepy Holidays. And yeah. she followed us over here to American Gods. And we love you dearly because she will call us out on our bullshit. Yes, she will. And we love you for it. Yes. We, we want to be called she out. She checked our, our privilege. Yes, she did. Um, so it worked out for the best is I think the themes of race, racism, self-hatred, and violence from the two episodes represents a narrative this season is trying to get across. With this in mind, I think the narrative we are watching began to unfold when we got Shadow's backstory because so many of the themes overlap. Yeah. I, for one, am fascinated by what I'm seeing, but I don't think the message is meant for me as a black person. I am the choir, hence the black church and preacher calling amen. Rather, I think the story being unraveled is for white viewers, which makes me curious as to the thoughts you ladies have on what is being presented. Side note, I love the Captain Marvel podcast and cannot wait for Endgame. Oh, good. We hope to hear from you. Yes. For Endgame. Um, it was squeaky. Yeah. It was real uncomfortable. Yeah. And But um, I wanted to to see that, to, yeah. to feel it. It's important. Um. To be reminded. It's too important to put aside for, oh, that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, I don't want to watch this. Fast forward through it. Yeah. Which I wanted to do. Yeah. But I felt it important to. It was brutal. To feel that. Yeah. Um, so that I can continue to keep it in mind that this is the world they live in. Yeah. Um, and what I can do to. Because lynchings still happen, guys. It may not be strung up in a tree in the middle of town, but well, lynching still, still happens. still shot in the middle of the street mm-hmm. for holding a cell, or in the backyard, somebody's backyard for holding a cell phone. Yeah. Lyn- lynching still, still happens. happens. Yeah. So. Um, and it should make you uncomfortable. And Kim, keep calling us out, babe. Yep. Okay, so this is an email from Tegan. Okay. From Australia. Ooh. Uh, That's a different continent. So I don't have pronouns, so we're gonna go with they the, them. Uh, we're gonna go with they them pronouns. Okay. Um, says I'm a little late to the party. E. <laughs> Better late than pregnant. Jesus, Shania. <laughs> Jesus, Shania. Listen, we've been here a while, but I thought I would start writing in anyway. Yay! We love to hear from people. Yeah. So I really enjoy listening to you guys talk about the show. I love how you keep it relatively light and fun or fun and lighthearted. Well, wow, <laughs> this was the wrong episode for that commentary. <laughs> Not that the heavy socio-political stuff isn't important, but it gets a bit dry when the only thing it's the only thing people talk about. It's easy I mean, to forget. True. We're also watching it for the sheer fucking delight of it. Yeah. That's in quote and italicized. Ooh, I like that. 
I also thought you'd welcome perspective from someone without all of the book baggage. So feel free to admit anything if I get into spoiler territory. Ooh. My response to anything is typically mildly interesting. Mm-hmm. Because it's not I will neither confirm nor deny anything, but I will leave you your theories. Okay. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I needed a cold shower after this episode. Not just because of the New Orleans storyline, let's be honest, mostly because of that. Yeah. But also because I needed to wash away the nastiness of Shadow's story. It was compelling, but man, it was rough. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what somebody not from America thinks about that, too. Shadow still continues to baffle me, though. You've, they've been showing off his physical attributes in yeah, they have. lately, and that's all he feels like to me now. A nice, juicy hunk of man meat. It feels deliberate. Yeah. Wednesday knows how to play him. He plays the your special card and Shadow stays in his pocket. And because Shadow knows Wednesday needs him, he lets the other gods trample over him. He's not the brightest crayon in the box, and I'm starting to worry he'll never figure it out. Yeah. Mildly interesting. That's the, that goes back to the whole, like, why is he special? Why is, why is Shadow here? He's a Which demigod. Is the, whole point of the story he's a demigod i've decided mildly again i'm the one that has not read the book so i'm could be full of shit it's probably nice. am <laughs> it's nice to see salim and the jinn's relationship developing they're cute and then we it's not it's, we're getting totally out of the book here okay i was wondering when the question of allah would come up seeing as jinn's are pre-islamic yep things got a little rocky but salim is still on board and i'm rooting for them their yeah. little journey also made me curious about these runes the dwarf mentions the runes that power Odin's 18 charms. We heard Wednesday boasting to Shadow about them in season one, but the Jinn said something that made my ears perk up. Quote, I've been hanging in an amulet around Odin's neck for years, and when it suited him, that son of a bitch released me. I'm beholden to him. End quote. At first, I thought it was just, a me- it was just metaphorical, but after meeting with the dwarf, I'm not so sure. I can't help but think the gods and... In- and company Wednesday has employed have something to do with this. Am I reading too much into this? No, I think he... No, I think you're reading I just thought enough he, into I it. I thought he literally meant, like, I was yeah. a gin slash genie in a, in a necklace. Yeah. Yeah. That's until he needed him, and then he set yep. him free. And because he set him free, he's beholden to him. Yeah. I'm assuming. I'm not real sure how that deal worked. When Maybe is, we'll get some of that. When is the gin going to sing Friend Like Me? And do a little dance. As for the New Orleans storyline. I got hate eyes for that, guys. I personally love the opening sequence. I'm friends with you on purpose, but we're going to have to suspend that friendship <laughs> the second time this podcast. Uh, so for the New Orleans storyline, I personally love the opening sequence. Sweeney's drunken row with the statue of St. Jude. Okay, okay. So the patron it was a- saint of lost causes. Yep. Made me laugh out loud. So there you go. St. Jude. You go. Hey, Jude. Oh, God. And as for Laura, it seems like the price of immortality is to watch Sweeney drink and flirt with women all night. It gets to her. Yeah. Not the only one who picked up on that. Thank you. Uh, the awkward she didn't like it. <laughs> no. The awkward morning after scene was great, and I think Laura is completely justified in being confused. She's headstrong and seems to know what she wants on the outside, but deep down, she has no clue. Yeah. That's she why d- she can't ever answer the question of, no. what's your endgame? She doesn't know what to believe in or who, least of all herself. Naturally, this translates to anger, and she's spent enough time with Wednesday to know it's possible everything is all part of a grand scheme. But the possibility that Sweeney is also in on it genuinely hurts her. 
but her little speech to him about finding his own war has me worried. Sweeney's going to take that to heart, and while it might be the kick in the butt he needs to take action, action, I'd rather he didn't for selfish reasons. Samesies. We've seen clips of there is a battle of some of sort and him. it looks like an old timey battle he looks like a pick kilts and shit he's in the blue yep. he looks he's, like a pick yep you remember the you familiar picks with the picks? in the yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay uh says uh, it also looks a little brave heart yeah anyway he's uh, shirtless i think too which is really <laughs> huh man meat he real it's tall okay. okay so we saw titties we saw a lot of titties we saw a lot of titties in the episodes but no ping yeah Continue the double standard. I know. Yeah. I know. And it just, I'm telling, I mean, Game of Thrones, at least we got some. Not much, but not we've enough, gotten some. Not enough to, yeah. to match the Yeah, the to match women, the women, but, yeah. Come on, guys. Equality. Uh, anyway, ends with, I hope uh, you guys enjoyed the episode. I can't wait for next week. Well, I hope next week you write to us again. Yay. Because that was some very interesting insights there. Yes. Okay, uh, this one is from Michael, who is finally caught up. Yeah. Proud of you. Is this the one uh, we can't read? No, we can read this one. Okay. This one's for episodes two through five. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, says, aloha, ladies. Hey. Aloha. Uh, I'm so far behind life and cons. Uh, Michael does the con circuit out there. Yee. Obviously, he's from Hawaii, BT dubs. Uh, we understand Michael. It's totally cool. Um, I went to one and it kicked my ass. Yeah, we went to just the one and it killed us. So we totally get it. Uh, so Michael um, is a book reader. Yeah. And he's in the past, he's voiced um, how he is having a problem reconciling the show uh, with the book. And I totally yeah. get that. So he says, uh, trying to catch up, still having a hard time with how different the show is from the book because it's a lot different. Yeah. Uh, baggage is a horrible thing. There are some things that I'm liking, though. I'm still into the Mad Sweeney slash Dead Wife Roadshow, or yeah. I was until that one night in New Orleans. Yeah, now it's just awkward. I don't think I wanted the relationship to go there, but okay. Uh, <laughs> any scene with Orlando Jones, he seems like he's having a ball with the role, and I'm on board for an Anansi Boys spinoff. Yeah, they've, they've been talking about it. I want to read that book, too, but I don't want to get it confused with American Girl. Yeah. Although yeah. they're not supposed to be related yeah uh the racial spin they've put on the war between the old gods and the new gods does add an interesting layer to it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm still having trouble with the whole uh art house he's in quotes film of the cinematography yeah especially since it's not consistent feels like they have two uh directors of photography and they want to shoot two very different shows yeah it's like you'll get um just show 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 Fancy stuff, fancy stuff, show, 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 yeah. fancy stuff. And it's, it, he's right. I kind of think consistent. it's on purpose, though. I just don't know that it's being executed it's, the best um, way. It, it creates some cognitive dissonance. Yeah. It throws your yeah. head off. Yeah. Um, but, you know, whatever. But this is their interpretation. And I, I do feel like it's it. a choice, though. I don't, it I don't is a think choice. it's an accident. Well, we did lose showrunners. The showrunner situation true. got really weird. That's true. Um, but also, this is their interpretation. Yeah. All interpretations are valid. Yeah. I uh, says, I hope I'm not the only one that saw money and wondered where Daryl and Daryl were. No, Michael, you were not. But oh also, my God. Michael, you're showing our age. Is that him? It is him. Is that him and my, Dar- my brother Daryl and my other brother Daryl? He's Larry. That was him. I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. I should have looked him Larry, up. That's my brother Daryl. 
My other brother, brother Daryl. Oh my god. Yeah. I checked. Okay. I double. I checked. When I read this, I was like, it was, wasn't it? That's why he looks so damn familiar. Yeah. But only your older listeners will even understand that reference. That's the Bob Newhart show. Yes. I knew the show. Yeah. This is anyway going to watch six and seven this week and catch up on your cast. Uh, sorry to be the laggard. Michael, you lag all you want. But also, how did you get copies of screeners, buddy? <laughs> like, I don't know how he did that. Because he's seen six and seven now. He sent us feedback on six and seven. We started reading. Go, oh, no, don't that is, look that at is, that. That is a different. Because we thought maybe you got your episode numbers mixed up. Because I was confused. How you get screeners, boy? So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm kind of, that's it. That's the, that was a lot of feedback. We, we've only got a handful more episodes. That was, how, what do we have? 10? We only have three more. Yeah. We, this is eight. Only eight episodes this season. Yeah. Okay. Because it ends right as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is starting. That's yeah. right. Whew. Thank goodness. I don't know if I could do in about a month or so, my life's going to ease up. So, yeah, but I don't think I could do two podcasts in a week right no, now. No, no. Um, <laughs> So anyway, um, so yeah, uh, I'm, I can't, I'm, they, I'm gonna stop. They've got a lot to, they got some explaining to yeah, do. Yeah, because I keep feeling like we're, you know, we're building and we're not getting. I, I need, we've got three episodes left and there better be something. I'm gonna need a little bit more explanation. I'm gonna need a climax to the season. Yeah. Yeah. What are we, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what are we building up to this season? Yeah. The, fuck if i know um, is it the fight it can't be because it can't be it can be because we got a season three yeah unless they have a uh, which then it'll feel a lot like it did last season which they have a battle yeah and then they go off and like their wounds respectively but like that's gonna get old yeah so um the previews for next week show oh what was this kind name? of a it was the german thor and i can't yeah. remember his name now German Thor. German Thor. Uh, it's the name of the episode. It's the great something. Donar. Yeah, that sounds about right. Donar. D O N A R. Donar. It's the dramatic god of dramatic god of thunder. So yeah, yeah. it's Thor. It's Thor. It's, for all intents and purposes, it's Thor. So. So yeah. So we're gonna get Thor. Awesome. He looks cheesy. He's in a stage show. Yeah, he's, his abs are like painted on. <laughs> I heard he's ripped. I heard he's got he's an, an eight, eight pack. pack. So yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Oh uh, no, we're just gonna have to see what happens. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.